I'm Peter Jones, and welcome to The Foyne Jones Show. This podcast will be combining personality, passion, and our love of football, alongside industry and recruitment news. Our amazing guests will share their personal stories and also explain what they get up to when they're not at work. Welcome to today's episode of the Foyne Jones Show and we have taken inspiration for this episode from Manchester United's class of 92 and Ajax's performance against Real Madrid when they absolutely played them off the park with 60% of their players on the pitch coming through their own academy. That's the Ajax way. And we've got some guests today which are going to talk about the Foyne Jones way. So welcome to the boot room or the Foyne Jones studio, Callum Church, Phil Perryman and Harry Jones. Say hello, guys. Hello. Hello. Okay, so we'll just do, we just do some introductions to get things going. Um, Callum, welcome to the show. Tell us what you do. Well, I'm... Uh Soon to be an apprentice at uh, Foyne Jones, a proper apprentice that is, doing a bit of digital marketing and social media work. Um, but I'm just really excited to be on the podcast because I've, I've, I've been behind it or I've been editing and uh, recording, so I'm quite excited to be actually in front of the camera this time. It's like when that fella on, like, on the radio show is always the one they mention and every now and then they bring him in to do a quiz, <laughs> but you, uh, you've got a guest slot, mate, so uh, you know, long may it continue. So welcome, Callum, and a lot of what we're going to be doing is talking to you today about what you're going to be working and achieving at Fort yeah. Jones, so that's really important. And next to you, we've got Phil, so tell us about yourself, Phil. Uh, thanks for having me on, Peter. Uh, so I work for a company in Brighton called Creative Process, um, and we are Callum's training provider. So we are a digital apprenticeship and uh, digital skills training provider, government funded. Um, and uh, yeah, we work with Callum, we now work with you, and uh, thanks for having me on the show. You are welcome, another much better guest. And then to your left and to my right, we've got uh, someone very familiar, familiar to me. We've got Harry Jones-Jones of Foyne Jones. Hello, Harry. Hi, hi guys. Yeah, um, I'm... I head up the merchant division of recruitment here. Um, yeah, just explaining how I did a recruitment apprenticeship and how that sort of links, although it's in a different field to what Callum's doing and uh, the benefits of doing that. Fantastic. So it's going to be a good show for everyone listening today. We're going to be talking about Phil's company, Creative Process, what they do, who they do it for, and how it can benefit me as an employer and other employers listening, and, and hopefully a pathway for people that are looking to, to find an apprenticeship. We're going to talk about Harry's apprenticeship, which he recently, or quite a while ago, he completed before in Jones for a different provider, and that was a recruitment-specific apprenticeship, so we're going to bring that to life. And we do have some fun, and we bring football into everything we do. So I've actually got three Fulham supporters, including myself, in the studio, so we are naturally going to talk about Fulham Football Club season, the highs, the lows, the lows, and the lows, um, and we're going to talk about we're going to use that in our penalty shootout and our quiz to uh, to have some fun with Callum and Harry, and we can talk about your team Brighton making it to uh, making it to Wembley, but not the best draw, Phil. To no, be fair, no. not the best draw. But we had a great day out there in April. We had a great day out in May. Um, so I think it might have been June. Was it June? Yeah. Was it June? I think it was the first week of June. It was so good in June when we got promoted. At it was the really warm, Wembley. wasn't it? Yeah. It was warm. I was in my shorts. We won 1-0. We made the Premier League. Um, and it's been a, probably going to be a passing visit for Fulham. So, 
first part of the of the show today is really to to try and humanise you, Phil, and bring to life what you're about, your story, and your company and, and what they offer. So, over to you. Tell us about yourself. Yeah, thanks, Peter. So, um, so I come from a, a private sort of business development background, um, working in technology. Um, and I sort of got into working in apprenticeship recruitment as sort of a change from kind of um, you know, really high targets, um, high pressure sales environments and kind of wanting to do something a bit different. Um, always been interested in recruitment um, and actually a, a role came available in Brighton working for um, an apprenticeship provider. Um, worked with them for a while, which went great. Um, and then um, Creative Process kind of got in touch and said they had an opportunity. Um, and Creative Process are essentially a digital uh, training and skills provider. Um, obviously digital is sort of the fastest growing industry in the UK at the moment. Um, there's massive growth around Brighton and Mid-Sussex. Um, and it's just a really interesting sector working with really interesting people. Um, it's relevant for digital and non-digital businesses. Um, so you're a great example of that, Peter. You're um, a recruitment company that do great digital marketing and put great content out. Um, so yeah, I've been working with them now for um, about half a year. Um, and sort of manage all of the um, recruitment and, and new business operations, so engaging with employers and then also working with the apprentice candidates like Callum. Um, Creative Process have been around for nine years, so we launched the first ever digital apprenticeship standard really? yeah, nine years ago at um, Apple um, in London, which is their UK headquarters for government. That's not a bad name to drop, mate, if no, you're going to drop one in. No, right. no, no, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so RMDs kind of come from a music background. Yeah. Um, but we've got some great sort of um, wins to our name. So we work with BT Sport, we work with Channel 4, we work with Warner, Warner Brothers in Brighton. You're going to go to the top, Callum, uh, mate. You're going to go <laughs> to the top. We have to yeah, hang on to him, Callum, yeah, haven't no, we? No, we have no. to hang on to his country, mate. We have to big release clause yeah. in his contract. I've got, I'm going to have to set up all sorts of non-disclosures and like non-complete clauses. I've got the best recruiter in the industry and they have the best digital market and they're all about 10 years old. <laughs> you know, I feel old in this room. I'm 44 years young and I feel really old in this room with you guys. But, but it's interesting because cause for me, um, I mean, I'm a West London boy from Fulham, which everyone will know. But but Brighton, you know, Wired Sussex, everything that's going on, it seems to be a real hub for for digital creatives. I mean, that's from the outside looking in. But what does that mean if you're in that or trying to find a pathway to employment? Is it tough for the next generation? Yeah, definitely. So I would say there's been a real shift, probably within the last two or three years, from um, people sort of wanting to go to university and have a prestige degree. And kind of um, the majority of employees. Not a lot of degrees in this room. <laughs> no, 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 um, um, but yeah, I think that probably for most, I mean, yes, we work with BT Sport, we work yeah. with Warner Brothers, Saatchi, we've got some big sort of names and, and, and levy payers they're called that we work with. But probably 90% of our business is actually SMEs, yeah. uh, people that have between sort of three and 12 employees. Yeah. Uh, now, those businesses seem to put a real focus on employability skills. Um, and actually, a lot of the work that's sort of being undertaken at degree level is out of date. Digital is now moving and progressing so quickly that some employees are concerned that actually, you know, you've been at uni to do a marketing degree, great, but these are the next things that are coming out and they're not covered. So there's been a real shift between sort of talent that would normally be going to uni saying, actually, we want to get into a role and still have the benefit of that training, that sort of formalised training. Um, so someone like Callum's a great example of that. He's got great A-levels, great employability skills, um, would rather get a job rather than kind of go into education for the next three or four years and come out with significant mm. debt. So he's got a great job, he's being paid, and he's getting some great sort of digital training. Um, and we pride ourselves in our courses being very sort of well um, suited towards the Brighton digital economy, mm. which, as you say, is growing all the time. I mean, you, you come over really well. I've, I've enjoyed the conversations we've had, and it's good to meet you today. But, Callum, I'm interested. What, what, what took you to get in touch with, with Phil's business? 
How did that happen? Well, I was I was looking about for my next sort of step in sort of step in life. Really, I I, I knew I wanted to. Uh, I I knew I didn't want to go to uni. Um, like you said, it backs up a load of debt. I mean, do I really want to put all my eggs in one basket and say I want to do this for the rest of my life? Sort of thing. I wanted to go out there, sort of test the water a little bit. I did. Um, I did play about. Is that is that a reference to your lifeguarding role, mate? Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, it's your lifeguard. Do you know that? Yeah, yeah you know that. Yeah. yeah, well, uh, I, I knew I wanted to sack in the lifeguarding, or at least not do that full time, because no way was I going to do that. No, no offense. <laughs> no offense to any lifeguards that are listening yeah. to this show Three in Beverly Hills yeah. or wherever yeah. they are. You know, yeah. they're all really good looking as well. <laughs> so that's one benefit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, yeah. I, I just wanted to get out there and see what I what it was I enjoyed, and. and um, so, so let's take a little bit. So how did you hear about uh, Phil's business, Creative Process Digital? How did you hear about that? Did you find them online? Did you? Yeah, I was um, I was looking for a, for a job really, and it, it popped up it um, on a on a job board website, and I applied for it, and I got invited over to uh, do the uh, the introductory session, mm-hmm. and it looked good. It did look good, and you you were really helpful the whole way, sort of Thanks. giving me loads of roles, and you were really sort of good in contact with me and um and, and you know it's interesting because when when we spoke i looked at this from three different angles and um you know we'll, we'll come on to harry's journey in apprenticeships a little bit later but just specifically to callum and you know i've walked hundreds and hundreds of miles with callum's dad so you know i, I know the family and i know that you've got someone there that that from a starting point is a, is a good human being he's well brought up he's got good values and he can communicate so immediately you're looking at someone who's employable but then it's what do you actually want to do because when i grew up when i, when I was a little kid i wanted to play number nine for fulham you know, that was my dream job. Didn't make that happen. Um, so you then start filling gaps in, in, in other ways. And I worked on a market store first, then a builder's merchant. And now somehow I'm 17 years into running a recruitment business. And Callum's passions were, were very much social media, media, digital marketing. But applying that to different businesses is hard because, you know, you will have the marketing consultancies that have that angle. But you'll have other companies that play at it, try you know, yeah, we've got Facebook, yeah, we tweet, but are you maximising that? What could you do more? Then you go into the uh, the magical world of LinkedIn and what that can offer for businesses. Pretty much a business-to-business community, but the humanisation of your brand, developing your personal brand, becoming some something, someone that is interesting, and maybe a voice that people listen to in a sector and, and a market is a challenge for anyone. So to get into that, Callum, is a challenge. My, my concern when I first spoke to yourself, Phil, was would there be a way of of giving Callum enough experience from what we do to get through the apprenticeship? But we've bridged that gap, haven't we? We've got some exciting stuff. So so just explain how, how that will work for Callum. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously when we <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, when we engage with an employer, the first thing we want to do is assess what their need is within the business. Now, um, we work with a lot of non-digital businesses, so it could be an accountant, it could be a solicitors, it could be a retail outfit. And a lot of the time they'll say to us, actually, we've got probably a few hours a week of digital marketing, which could be managing social media pages, putting some content out there. Um, But actually, we've got all these other things we want them to do as well, which could be, you know, anything. 
So um, it's important to know that an apprentice's role can be as niche or as general as you want it to be. We have lots of assistant roles where they do a bit of digital marketing, but take on other roles within a business as well. But in terms of Callum's training, obviously he's doing a lot of content-led stuff with you, Peter. He's doing the Foyne Jones podcast. Um, he's doing a lot of um, photo editing and posting content out. Hosting the podcast now, apparently. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the yeah. way out. He jumped exactly. into the video earlier. I'm gone. Yeah, I'm gone. Um, so from our point of view, we wanted to make sure that not only Callum is the apprentice, but also the employer gets kind of the full benefit of the training course. And that, that's what's really important is that we identify what the need of the business is, what the apprentice wants to do, and then we move them into one of our, our digital courses. Um, so the course that Callum's going through now is a junior content producer, which is kind of heavily focused on using digital products like Photoshop to edit pictures, create graphics, logos. Um, video editing, um, so everything that he's doing with the Foyne Jones show will be relevant and reflected within his training course. And then there's also some digital marketing content in there, so that if your business, your strategy changes a business in the future, um, he's also got some experience in other areas. And as we mentioned our meeting earlier today, um, there's other courses he can do after that junior content producer, which are in other digital areas, which could benefit him and you. Yeah. And that that was where. I, I started from you know I wanted because I'm quite a selfish business owner you know I want I want to I want people that work for me to to have fun enjoy it try different things and, and make a difference but you need to get a return for that you know financially and, and vocationally and for everyone so understanding what's in this apprenticeship for me as an employer is brilliant making sure that Callum's comfortable with the content and modules who's delivering it no disrespect because there's there's good and bad in every people that deliver and I've I've been blessed or cursed to talk to lots of different apprenticeship providers and uh, some have inspired me and others and I mean this with complete respect have sent me to sleep you're in the inspirational you're in the inspirational section Phil that's why that's why you're in this room mate so so it's really good but it is it is really interesting to, to, to learn what's in it for, for you as an apprenticeship provider. Mm -hmm. So so just explain what, what your business gets from it and, and how it how it's relevant to, to your existence. Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> the government puts a huge amount of focus on the apprenticeship programme. Um, it's a UK-led initiative, so I engage with lots of business owners from Europe or America who have never heard of apprenticeships. Um, but think it's a great idea. And I think that from a government standpoint, the way that we work as an independent training provider. Um, we sort of do the full recruitment piece on behalf of businesses. We give candidates like Callum a route into work while sort of having the relationship with businesses. Um, and obviously the government gives us funding to then train these apprentices. Mm. Um, so we're sort of fully... You give some of that funding to me as well. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so there are lots of employees... So support Callum. And yeah. grants, exactly. Yeah. Uh, with the apprenticeship programme, there's a bit more of a recognition that there's going to be some yeah. time from you to kind of support Callum, uh, which is why the government does give lots of incentives mm. that you wouldn't get just through hiring a junior from yeah, a normal understand. job board. I understand, and we're, and we're looking at Callum on like a 30 hour a week module, you know, which is going to give him enough experience. He's going to do most of that time in the office. He's going to be working from home and he's going to be traveling out and around with me and other people in the team to, to record the outside broadcast, to meet our clients, to meet our candidates and make some of those you know, amazing things happen, which we, what we do at Foyne Jones. And, and that, in a way, sort of leads me on to, to Harry being in the room because, you know, we have an experience, as I mentioned before, <laughs> of, of delivering an apprenticeship. That apprenticeship was a level three. And it was a recruitment apprenticeship, and we did that with a fantastic guy called David Montague, didn't we, Harry? Yeah, he talked yeah, about fantastic guy. Big shout out to you, David. I know you're one of our listeners, so yeah, um, yeah. you know he did really well. But from your perspective, Harry, um, you know what did you get out of that apprenticeship? Um, I think overall it was more um, a guidance as to what 
a lot of the stuff from the I covered in the apprenticeship was stuff I knew already how to do, but it was putting it into best practice and being able to piece it all together from um, start to finish. So that could be from the start of the recruitment process to the end and how to link it all together. And also just to have someone like David who's got just a wealth of industry and sector knowledge just to get their advice on what how to, how to do things. And at times it may have not even been relevant to the course itself, but just certain small things about work and a little bit of a nudge in the right direction, which... Um, I, think, I think the independent sounding board is yeah. important. I mean, it's a family business. Harry's yeah. my eldest son, so yeah. there's highs and lows of that. It can go spectacularly well and spectacularly challenging at times. Can't it, Harry? Yeah, no, yeah it can. Bad. But, but that's, that's part of it. And, you know, I'm proud to say, you know, my eldest son is, is, is heading up our merchant division. He's a fantastic recruiter. That's something I'm proud of. But you don't earn that by not delivering. So, so David, yeah, was, David also, was brilliant also, that. Doing something like that is when you do work for a family business, it's always the same stuff like, oh, you work for your dad, this and that. But doing this is, as where it's in, independent and it's and it's something that you do yourself, it actually, one of the biggest things, you, you actually get a good sense of pride in the work that you do, like the modules and the stuff you do. You put a lot of time and effort and, and work into those things. And when you do get the certificate and that at the end, it's a great feeling because that's something that you've done from start to finish as well as work as, as opposed to sitting in a classroom being told to do it you've actually bit gone off your own back and done it so I think there's a, a huge sense of pride and also like uh, independence there which you don't get um, doing a course or something like that and what and what about your, your current role at Foyne Jones Harry so so what, what do you do at the moment I mean um, you mentioned earlier yeah you know what you do, yeah just... so I, I head up the merchant division here working with a variety of clients um, the as much as predominantly uh, timber and, and specialists, uh, varying in size, varying in numbers of staff, varying in positions. But yeah, overall, it's sort of um, branch-based positions in in a uh, for merchants. So that could be managers, salespeople, um, also people out of the road drivers. But yeah, any, anyone who works for a merchant, I've probably had placed one. Um, it's an industry I know well. It's an industry I love. Um, I've, I worked briefly with a merchant last year. Um, good experience, right? Yeah, it was a good experience, to be fair, and um, it, 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 it opened your eyes to the sector a lot. Um, but yeah, right now, that's what I'm doing. Um, thought about um, help helping those businesses um, uh, that I know and I, that I love. And fair play, you're making a massive difference. And, and I think when you when you start looking at you know our business and explain it to you, we we, we are a, a kind of a boutique and very specialist recruiter. We would fail miserably in sectors we don't understand, but but in the wells we've worked in for the last 17 years, we do it particularly well. So you know we've got a kitchens, bedrooms, and bathroom division which is very successful. We've got construction products and sales division, and a merchanting team which encompasses builders, merchants, plumbers, merchants, electrical merchants, and anyone who's buying and selling building materials to, to the great and good of the construction industry. So so at just 20 years of age, you know, and that, that's what Harry is, he's not 21 till, till October, he is interacting with managers, leaders, directors, influencers, you know, award-winning guys and girls that are heading up global companies. It's not just them companies. as well, though. I, I, I like dealing with the man on the counter or the driver yeah. and things like that. I think, 
you've got a yes dealing with the managing directors is where the where the magic happens and where the money's to be made but i also like someone who gets their first job on the trade counter or a driver who's earning maybe 3k a year more in a new job because they appreciate it more you know uh, you build you, you do build really good relationships with your candidates so yeah you? yeah, yeah the job, it's important to you that you, you understand them a bit yeah you? yeah i think that's the the key is understanding the candidate and understanding the client if you don't understand either of them then you're not gonna you could be an a-star recruiter with with 10 degrees and five apprenticeships to your name but if you don't understand who you're recruiting for then you're, you're not you're not and, and right really job. really interestingly phil when we did some work on this prior to your meeting you look at what harry does for, for, for a role and the other recruiters do digital marketing content you know being creative putting that out on different channels is so much part of what they do from from writing the job advert from from sending those details to the, the man on the street the guy on the counter the the person who's driving a red car but really wants a blue car and you know it's it's how we communicate that in today's world you know it's i'm from the old school i, I want to shake someone's hand or pick the phone up but the world does not work that way now you know so so having the the younger generation that can embrace technology naturally you know is, is really good and and i think Callum's putting the digital marketing and the content strategy in because that's where we're going to be really looking at the interesting content. Is going to support you in what that's, you do. Big that's time, why right? I feel it adds value because I I'm not the most savvy at that. Mm -hmm. Holly, who shouts Holly, she was fantastic. Hello, Holly. She, yeah. she was she was fantastic at that. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't as good. I, mm -hmm. I don't I tend to be a bit more old school in a sense. But if getting something over and like, looks nice helps at any business whether it's a recruiter sales whatever but it, so what, what was the most difficult part of your apprenticeship harry because you, um, you passed it with flying colors mate yeah i i i, I distinction thought, wasn't it, it was a bit, yeah, hard, no, big, big I, got, grade, I got a distinction a good grade but it was more the piecing it together and i i always used to forget small things just like the referencing at the end and taking that extra little time to like check it over i would just bash it out do it and then not take the time to check um because I, I because I'd, I'd be too busy thinking about the next thing I was doing. So the one thing it taught me was to actually take a step back and review what you've done. So then you learn it almost again, and it and it stays in as opposed to just rushing through it and then not looking back over it and forgetting it essentially. Is that relevant to your modules and your 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 apprenticeships as well? Yeah, I mean it actually teaches really good skills because yeah. um, obviously Callum's got a full time job to do here. Yeah. And then he's also got to do one day a week towards his apprenticeship program. So I think that it teaches, again, really great skills in terms of managing a workload, managing KPIs, that kind of stuff, while actually doing the studying as well. So um, it definitely, I think it's across yeah. all apprenticeships, it's just, again, it's another example of great skills apprentices get from doing an apprenticeship rather than going to do three years on a degree. Well, there's no pressure, Phil, because I'm, I'm looking at your business to, to deliver what David Montague <laughs> Institute for Recruiters delivered with Harry, which was a fully fledged, you know, graduating superstar employee. I'm looking for you to make that step, Callum. So you up for it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. let's just, just end this section of the, of the podcast, Phil, just by giving us a really quick 30 second summary of what this course in, what, it, what will Callum be learning on this journey? Yeah, so Callum will be learning how to create content for digital marketing. Um, he'll be learning skills in editing content, um, writing content, across any type of digital media creation, um, and then using that effectively as a digital marketer across a number of different platforms, digital and non-digital. Looking forward to it, Callum? Absolutely, yeah. Fantastic, that's brilliant. Okay, that's brilliant. <laughs>
So we're now arriving at my favourite part of the podcast. It always is, I can't help myself. And this one's got extra special meaning to me. It's the Foyne Jones penalty shootout. It's five quick fire questions. And this one is going to be themed on my club, my team, Fulham Football Club. So stepping up to take the penalties, and I'm sorry to say, Phil, you've, st- you've not been picked. Your manager hasn't put you on the little sheet. You're not here. So I know you're, you're, you're a Brighton guy. You're a Brighton fan. You're celebrating Wembley. You're going to be going to the semi-final, but you're not going to take part in this penalty shootout. It's just yourself and Callum, okay? So Harry and Callum's going to be take- taking part in it. So Callum, you're stepping up first, okay? okay? So first question for you, why Fulham? Why Fulham? Oh, well, it's my dad, really. Um, ever since I was... Mr. Uh, Happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since I was... I, I can't even remember like, my first game. I was so so young, going to the cottage. Um, and I've, I've just grown up with it, really. Yeah. I, I can't not be a Fulham fan. And sadly, that's that's my fate. But... Uh, <laughs> I'm, it's a I'm blessing. Just, it's yeah. a blessing. Okay, so so Callum is a family thing. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I love watching Harry take penalties. This is going to be interesting. But it's the same question to you, Harry. Why are you a Fulham fan, son? Didn't really have a choice to be honest. No, you had no choice. I Let's tried, move I on. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, being from a family that's half Fulham, half Chelsea, I did. I did that's on his mother's side. I have to say, it's on my mother's side. Yeah. but I, I never had a choice. Um, I don't. I don't remember anything other than Fulham. The same as Callum, really. It's just becomes a way of life, and uh, you get used to it. Yeah, and, and you know, following Fulham, you certainly don't do it for the glory. You do it because the team becomes part of you, and, and that's what it is. And you know, we support football clubs for special moments, and, and I send people to sleep on my updates talking about my team. But we're going to go on to penalty two. So. Callum, favourite ever Fulham player? Favourite Fulham player? Ooh. Um, There's no right or wrong, mate. You know, I'd, I'd probably say Sessegnon, to be honest. Yeah. I, I relate to him a lot, just because he's young, purely. But he's just got so much passion about him for, for football, for the club. And it, it's exciting to see someone someone young coming, you know, like coming up, and he's he's growing, and he's, mm. he's becoming a really quality player for us. And it's obvious that he's... He's bound for good things. How old do you know Harry still? Um, I think he's still 12. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I, I, he might be 14 now. No. But I'm not I, sure. I mean, I think, I think he's still 18 and, and, and he's played almost like 80 odd games. For, you know, the, the, what, that, what, what he's achieved at such a young age is exceptional. And what people forget is his twin brother Stephen is also, you know, plays on the other side of the pitch. So he's a right winger, right back, right full back, isn't he, Harry? I yeah, think. And he's played for England at every level. He's broke into the Fulham team a few times in the, you know, certainly in the in the cup games and stuff like that. So he's probably in the top fifty under eighteen or under nineteen year old players in the country. And we don't talk about him. It's it's all about Ryan. And and I guess you know with. Ryan hitting them heights last year in our promotion promotion campaign and being tipped for for everyone, Man U, Barca, Tottenham, everyone wanted to buy him. He's kind of gone off the radar a little bit with Hudson Adoy and Sancho, but but he's there. He's the next generation of England. Yeah, he? I think it's just where Fulham have been so bad this year that Cesc and with Ranieri didn't play him, where Sancho's been playing in the Champions League and so is Hudson Adoy's been playing in the Europa League and Premier League of Chelsea. They sort of have been in the spotlight a bit more, but mm. I think. Yeah, he's still so young, so much time. So, so, penalty two for you, Harry, question two. Who would you say your favourite ever um, Fulham player is? Of all time, it's, it's an obscure one, but I've got a good memory behind it. It's Papa Booba Diop. Um, <laughs> he is, he, he's not... He was Do you know Papa Booba Diop, Phil? Kiss your mum with that now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't, I know not many people other than Fulham fans have heard of him, but he scored a thunder, thunderbolt against... Um, 
Manchester United on a Monday night, and I just remember being at that game. Did you finish your Sky Sports that day? I may have, yeah. yeah. But I just remember that goal, and I remember that kit, the iconic old Pipex kit, going all the time. And that's when I love Fulham without hating them. Now I hate them. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so, Puff, so we've got two players. So we both know that you're Fulham fans, more or less because your dad's told you so, and that's what you do. <laughs> you know, And we know that you know Ryan Sessignon, one of our own, is, is your favourite player. And Harry's pulled one out of the bottom drawer there, mate. Puff up with the hoop, and yeah. the wardrobe, the the fellow was, you know, he should have signed for Portsmouth. He didn't. He signed for Fulham. I think he thought he signed for Portsmouth for Fulham, Portsmouth, but he's at Fulham. And what, what a cult hero he was. He just banged And he was in that team with Bala Morte and yeah. Steve Milbrank and, uh, and and that was our 13 years in the Premier League. So let's take that a step further. And, and again, Callum, this is this is just a real simple question. In your years supporting Fulham, what would you say has been your best moment? Best moment? It's got to be Wembley, easily. The final whistle was just madness it was just so surreal it's like hang on a minute we've just won at Wembley I mean it, it was brilliant getting there in the first place we've just won it it was unreal yeah just, special special time yeah. Harry yeah footballing wise in terms of football would be winning at Wembley but I've had some amazing moments just off the pitch going with my friends which I probably can't tell you on here but <laughs> like it, like it's stuff off the pitch that are, that are even funnier and will probably stick with me just as long as winning at Wembley but I think any Fulham fan of, of my age or your age or anyone's age would, would consider Wembley as a highlight nothing really gets better than that um, maybe the Europa League final but that we didn't win that you know mm. but um, Wembley has to be the one okay so next question and you know Wembley's there Harry, Harry's got that he's, Harry's talking about them days when football gets in the middle of a great day out you know so he's talking about that and that's a world I'm very familiar with for anyone that knows me football's part of my culture it's part of my life um, but let's talk about this season because we were at that high of Wembley um, just just in you know 30 seconds Callum for, for penalty four what do you think's gone wrong this year? Honestly I, I, I find it quite hard to pinpoint exactly what's gone wrong because I think there's so many elements to it. I mean, from the start of the season with maybe dodgy signings, I mean, from one angle you could say they're brilliant, they're quality players, but they just haven't performed this season. And then I think it only got worse when we got Ranieri in, to be honest. I think we probably would have been better sticking with Chikanovic yeah. for a little longer at least. But um, it's, I, I think it's hard to pinpoint. Okay, Harry. The owners, purely and simply, the owners. The Cardinals have had two seasons in the Premier League and have had, a, had had something like six managers or something in that process. They're outpricing the real Fulham fans by charging seventy pound a ticket. I went to the Liverpool game on Sunday, and the first three rows in the Hammersmith end were were Liverpool fans. They were Liverpool fans around me um, because the regular Fulham fans are being priced out, and um, we're losing that sense, that thing that makes Fulham special. Uh, by by the way the club's being run um, right now that's with the transfers that's with the pricing of the tickets that's with the whole way the club's going um, turning into a tourist club which yeah it generates revenue but you're pricing out real fans so yeah I blame the owners predominantly is they make all the decisions so Callum can't pinpoint it Harry's blaming the owners I think um, I, I, I can pinpoint it you know and I'll sum it up in one word defending 
you know, ultimately, if we'd had the same defence, I believe, of Burnley, as Watford, as Brighton, Phil, you know, mm. if we had Duff and Dunk, Duffy mm. and Dunk, well, I don't believe we would be in the position we are. But our inability to defend, and then, like Harry said with the owners, our inability to fix that problem, because you've parted company with a promotion-winning manager, who, in his first season, he stabilised us. His second season, we narrowly lost to Reading in the playoff semi-final. In his first season, we went an amazing 23-game unbeaten run, 21 of them were wins. And we won at Wembley, beating the Villa. And, and the whole world, including TalkSport and every channel, thought Villa were going to turn us over. And we, we won that. The owners invested massively. We spent over £140 million, which was like, wow, but kid in the sweet shop. We bought seven players on transfer deadline day. You lost the morale of that squad. So you part company with a manager. And you bring in a manager who's won the Premier League. He's well-known, Claudio Ranieri. I actually believed it was probably the right decision because we weren't improving our defence. But we brought Ranieri in and, give, and and gone through a transfer window and not let him invest in any free defenders. Loan, free loan signings, what none of which are really... We've got that Norvite who's not really a defender, but free yeah. loans, like, you can tell. So we've not, let, we've not invested in defence, which has been our problem. We've got the worst defence in Europe at top-flight football. We've not invested in it, and we've parted company with another manager and given you know, everyone's favourite, Scotty Parker, an impossible job to keep us up. But perhaps doing some rebuilding. But okay, so that's the doom and gloom. All right, so so we've started we started to shoot out positively with why we support the club. We've had some fun over the favourite players, Sessignon and Papa Bubadil. Yeah, we can we can do a we can do a whole series of podcasts on, on moaning about Fulham. But I think they're out there already, Harry, aren't they? So, yeah, there's a few guys out there. Yeah. Doing it, you know, so so I've, I've we, we spoke them. about we spoke about what went wrong. All right, so we're going to just finish, and I'll start with Harry first on this one. Mm-hmm. What do you see the next eighteen months for the football club? Um, well, we're going down. There's no, there's no unless somehow we beat, we win our next for how many games left. I, I don't see that happening. But um, I think there's eight left beginning with Man City. Yeah, yeah, nine left beginning with Man City. With yeah. a couple of tough away games thrown in there as well. Um, but I don't see that happening. I just say maybe get rid of some of the players that are just there for a contract. I like to see some of the younger players come through, like Matt O'Reilly, Stephen Sess, uh, players like that. And just give Scotty a chance and uh, try and build for promotion. So Scotty's at the wheel. Are you happy with that? Yeah, I don't. I, I wouldn't want someone to come in and uh, be on the load of be on some ego trip. I think Scott likes his, the club, knows the club. Uh, we'll get the young. We'll bring the young players through, um, and I think just go back to what makes them special in terms of play. reasonably priced ticket in. Get a good support. Get youngsters involved and. Uh, just become a real part of the community again. Well, that penalty's gone right in the top corner, mate. That was yeah. a great answer, that yeah. one, wasn't it? So, you, you know, we've, we've gone from the passion to the frustration to the, to the hope for the future. And that's what we all need as Fulham fans, hope. Callum, last 18 months, no, next 18 months, sorry, where do you see it going for Fulham? Um, I agree with Harry, really. Um, I think the next few months is a chance for us to sort of be a bit more reborn you know, under Scott Parker and... Um, he's created a feel-good factor, hasn't he? Yes, absolutely. And he's, he's getting the fans back on board, which yeah. is the most important thing, I think. But yeah, it's, um, it's a chance for us to, uh, to start again, really. And I think that's what, what we need after an awful season this season. Um, yeah, I think if, if, we, if we stick with Scotty, who's passionate about the club, you can, you can tell, yeah. I, th- I think... I think we can do well. I, th- I think maybe we can spring back. I, th- I think I think Scotty Parker's well respected in football. His values are right. You're seeing Gerard do well. You're seeing Lampard do well. But this, if you go through all of those, all of them, out of everyone in that generation, you would expect Parker to 
to, to do something in management, to do something in coaching. So, so, so if we get anything out of it, we've got a bright young English manager who can maybe work with a club. And it's one of those things that feels like they fit. Like when Roy Hodgson arrived, he fitted, you know, for a different reason. He was like our uncle. He, he, everything will be okay. I'm going to keep you up. I'll, I'll make sure we're there. I think Scott's going to maybe give us that fight and tenaciousness. And I, I think you're right, Harry. I think there's some players there that, that, are, that are probably a bit too luxury for us dropping yeah. down to the championship. So we can bring some of the old guard back that's out on loan and some of the players that were there and give those youngsters a chance. Sadly, you know, some of our bigger names like Mitro, you know, you couldn't expect someone like that to probably stay with us next season. It'd be fantastic if he did, but there'll be a lot of Premier League clubs that know if you give him chances he's gonna score goals. So it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a new beginning. And that is but it, a place. Took, it took Slavisa to give Sessing on the chance in the championship, didn't he? And look yeah. at him now. So yeah. who's to say that there isn't another one like that waiting in the wings? So see, that's that's what I like. See, optimistic eternally. We we, we it's the false hope that kills us in the end as football yeah. fans, but we'll go for it. So that ends the Foyne Jones penalty shootout in this episode. Thank you so much for today's episode of the Foyne Jones Show. Phil, thanks for joining us today. Callum, Harry, always a pleasure. It'd be great to have you there. I think today we've we've gone on a bit of a journey, and you know I said it would be like the Foyne Jones Boot Room. It's the Foyne Jones Academy. We've got two real stars of the future within Foyne Jones. We've got a brilliant apprenticeship provider telling us, you know, how Callum's going to learn and develop, and we've we've brought to life these these guys. Is you know their their passion for Fulham Football Club, which I share. Their frustration for what's happened this season, but actually the hope that we all need to to focus on the future, and it is the future that we want to talk about. So, with yourself, Phil, I want to just end the show by giving you a chance to talk to Callum's audience, Harry's audience, and the Foy Jones audience, and, and my connections about how people can get in touch with you and, and what, what sort of message you'd like to finally send out. So over to you, mate. Wrap up the show for us. Thanks, Peter. So I think that probably one of the biggest challenges we face as an apprenticeship training provider is uh, maybe some of the stereotypes that go with that word apprentice. Um, so as you've heard from Harry and Callum, great talents out there um, looking for opportunities to get into work. If um, people are finishing school, finishing their A-levels, not sure which direction to go down, definitely get in touch with me. Um, just Google Creative Process Digital and you'll see our website. You can get in touch through the links. We're going to help you with that. Through our digital marketeer, we're going to make sure we communicate when we broadcast this show and through our videos how people can get in touch with you. Awesome. First challenge, Callum. Yeah, excellent. Carry oh, on, Phil. Great. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. So, yeah, so you can get hold of me through uh, the podcast. Um, you get hold of me on LinkedIn. Me yeah. and Peter are linked. Phil Payne with Creative Process. Um, and to any employers that are interested in hiring an apprentice, um, understanding the value to the business as well as the candidates, um, get in touch and um, you know there's great talent out there and we'd yeah. love to hear from you. And, and I think I think the passing thing I'm going to do is I'm going to use football because I, I can't not do it but I want to end the show by talking about football. You know, I watched Brighton somehow beat Millwall mm -hmm. at the weekend. I still don't know how you won that game but you beat Millwall and I heard the fans singing, you know, Lewis Dunk is one of our own. Mm -hmm. I, you know, and everyone loves someone who's come through a youth team. You take pride in it. That's what I want to achieve at Foyne Jones. Mm -hmm. You've heard Callum and Harry talk passionately about Roy and Cessignon and his brother Steve. Those two brothers have been at Fulham since they were, what, five years old, Harry? Six years old? So, like, as soon as they five or six years old. They grew up over the water in Roehampton and they've come through to play for the Fulham first team. What better thing can you do as a business owner 
than bring in the next generation, but school them yourself and, and teach them good habits rather than rather than bad habits. So thank you for joining us. Guys, you enjoyed it, Callum? Yeah, Harry? Great stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been great. It got a bit heated on the old Fulham yeah. stuff, mate. I told you you're going to get passionate. Thank you ever so much, guys. That's the end of today's episode. So that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about Foyne Jones by visiting our website or connecting with me on LinkedIn. We are Foyne Jones. This is what we do.